Welcome to Cooperville. Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out. Listen. www.welcometocooperville.com <laughs> Who the fuck says www anymore? I can't even say it. www. <laughs> Stop that. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. It's a room full of hustlers, is what we have down here in the Welcome to Cooperville cave today. Kyle Pfeiffer from Blacklight District joins me on the podcast today. It is a room full of hustlers. How you doing, sir? Hey now, man. It is a room full of hustlers. I've been waiting to come on Welcome to Cooperville, so thank you for having me, bro. Um, shout out to you for having me on, and I'm stoked to be here for sure. We've gone you know, back and forth for several years now. We've had you uh, back in my radio days in studio. Yep. Um, you know, I told you this story about being at, uh, in my cousin's wedding, and their uh, Dance Down the Aisle song was, uh, was with me now, right, or hear right. me now. It's just, it, it was just wild, because I think it was a, a few weeks later, you guys happened to roll through town. Yep. And I was like, yep. I got this weird, like, coincidental story to tell you. So we've been uh, bouncing back and forth on social media uh, for, for several years now. And um, you guys had a show in town here recently. So it was cool to get you get yep. you off the off the yeah. highway for a while and into oh, the yeah. studio, man. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. No, And I, and I, I remember that, too, because uh, we came in and I think we were, like, trying to push some other track or something. Like, we just wanted to get in the studio with me. And I remember you telling me the wedding story the first time. So I was like, shit, like... That's that's good. Like we're on a good start here, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we got some we got some history now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. M- music brings us all together. Exactly, man. Exactly. No, but it's you know, I one thing I love and I, and and there's a handful of people that I truly am energized by in in the industry because I've worked in it for so long and in the last, you know, 10 years had a chance to really know some of these people and, and how right. the machine of of music in the industry um, and I can only really speak to the to the rock industry. Right. But I imagine there's a lot of similarities um in other industries, unless you're in pop music, then you just have to be like young and attractive. Yeah, I that. right. Like talent, uh-huh. you don't need all that shit. That stuff's <laughs> exactly. overrated. But there's there's people going about it in a uh, a hustle way. Um, there's people going about it, I think, in a you know totally driven. You know, look at the barrier that's in front of you and figure out how you're going to get through exactly. it. And I think Kyle uh, and Blacklight District definitely fall into that category because you have found this way. I was more than open to letting the sound of Blacklight District on my airwaves. Right. Because I understood that there was an audience there for it, and I understood the hustle that you guys were going through. Um, but I imagine for you guys, the struggle was real and continues to be real. That's a that's a song like by yeah. the way, in case, <laughs> right, in case anybody's right. in question there. Right, right. But there's so many new platforms out there. There's so many right. new avenues now for, I think, musicians to be able to, to get their music out. Right. And the audience now is... You're in their pocket, like at all times. Everybody's got the remote control of your life, aka your smartphone that goes with you. And you guys have just found this um, through different avenues, ways to get your stuff into people's ears. It's really awesome stuff. Yeah, man. Well, again, it just goes to show, kind of like we said earlier off air here, is uh, you know, it's like a new world out there. I mean, literally, you know, like when I first started, I mean, you know, obviously I've been playing for like 10, 15 years, but like five, six years ago when I really tried to like get in the business, you know, in terms of radio and touring Mm -hmm. and all that. You know, it was like, 
okay, this is definitely going to be tough, you know. Um, but I kind of started seeing how it all worked, you know. And I understand not everyone's going to throw. You know, you gotta you gotta work your way in and things like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, we obviously had a little different sound and things like that. Um, but it was just like, man, like. After, you know, going on a couple good tours and then we did it like with me now, you know, like that was our first song, like Octane played the shit out of that. Thing, right. Man, we were selling downloads like we had it number one on on the playlist up there for six weeks, top 10 for like six months. And he had it in rotation for two years straight. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I was spoiled right out of the gate. 22 years old, sold 100,000 downloads. I was on tour with Saving Abel, who was paying us very nicely. And it was like, <laughs> wow, like, you know, I grew up. Everyone's like, oh, you're, you know, it's going to be tough. But I was like, shit, th this is easy. You know what I'm saying? The first single. So I think I got spoiled kind of early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To where. Okay, then you come back around a year later, it's like not everyone's going to be so open to everything right away. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know. That was kind of where, and again, you know, we kind of switched things up and went a new direction in, in, in some senses. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's like when, when I started getting a lot of pushback from whether it be radio or, you know, touring or whatever it may right. be. It's just like, okay, look. I know there are artists out there, especially like in the hip hop world and new, like new generation. Some of these artists go platinum, number one records, top 40 singles with zero airplay, zero promotion, just by literally sometimes dropping songs on SoundCloud even, you know right. what I'm saying? On a free platform. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I was watching some of that and it's just like, that's crazy. Like, I, I got to get in there somehow, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if I'm not going to get the full, if... If, you know, all the important stations aren't going to add me right away, like, what can I do to make myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, you exactly. got to stand out and be like, okay, I need to get my, I need to have my numbers too. Like, where I can be like, yo, like, like, I got this shit going on. Like, no fuck around. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, man, it was just like from there, you know, YouTube was obviously like one of the things. And I started getting partnered with different channels you know, started out with something called Nightcore, which is like an anime thing where they speeded up and we did like 10 million streams there in a year. And then I really started seeing all these Minecraft uh, yeah. videos with, oh my God, like 50 million views on one or something. You know, My, and, my child, by the way, accounts for like 2.6 <laughs> of those. Yeah. Fucking, not even fucking kidding. Yeah, no. And there again, like, you know, that it's cool because like that shows you though, like where it's like, and, and, and it's almost like, wow, you people are just kids like discovering music even though it's just the soundtrack to the video they're watching, but that gets stuck in their heads. You know what I'm saying? Like we've had a spike across the board really um, with the Minecraft stuff. And yeah, like the first year, 150 million streams, bro. Like it's crazy. We were kind of talking about that story uh, before we started hitting the record button. And that, that avenue, um, I mean, how, how does the, so does somebody call you? Is there like a hey, we want we want to use your song because we're doing this thing? Because I, 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 you know, my kid is 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 a is a addicted to his tablet and the computer. And I may be, I probably have like parental services coming over. Yeah, yeah. You can't you you know you should really. But I'm I, in the same boat with uh, you. By I'm, the way, I'm like, bro. Fuck, you know, someday this kid is going to go to MIT and he's right. going to invent the next whatever. And right. I think that right now, um, and I think all of these things kind of attest to the same thing that we are living in what could be the most amazing time to be alive. You want to talk about being able to reach people and communicate with oh, people. Yeah. If, if you're using it in a positive way, cause there's a lot of assholes out there that are using oh, yeah. it negatively. 100%. Um, and those are the guys that make the, the news stories. But if you can use it in a positive way, I mean, just think of how much, uh, easier life is. So to, to, keep your children away from that because, and yeah, we send them outside to play and stuff. Don't, sure. don't think of that course, he's, we just lock course. him in his room and be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have to pay half the Wi-Fi bill. <laughs> yeah. But that's how it is with my boy too, bro. Like I see, <laughs> I got a little six year old at home. Yeah. So. See, so you get it, but there's, 
you know, when you 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 see these kids that are are finding out, um, you know, when I first heard about the fact that there was this platform like uh, that, kids were just watching other people play video games. Yeah. Like I'm like, you're not even playing the game; you're just watching yeah. somebody else play it. I am so with you there, bro, because my kid <laughs> does the same thing. And again, I'll go watching him watching a video of kids playing with toys. Right, it's got like 15 million views. Yeah, dude, there's it's that crazy, kid who was bro. who was I just fucking listening to. There was a kid. Who I think, uh, obviously, his parents are in control of his money. But I would, I would, right. if I was him, I'm hiring a good attorney. But he makes like twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, I think that's that Ryan's Toy Review yeah. or whatever. And like the toy, I mean, it's not like he's paying for toys; they're just sending him shit. Right. And then he just opens them, and these kids are like, "Oh my god, yep. mom, dad, I need to have it." I mean, it's genius yeah. fucking marketing. Oh, for sure. Ten years ago, nobody would have thought of right. But the Minecraft thing and the video game thing, um, you know, my kid was like just totally into this stuff. And one day he was, um, and I think I'd already known that you guys had, because they were, sent, you guys were sending out some stuff yep, about yep. about how big this uh, the the song you know associated with the Minecraft video was on YouTube. And I'm in the kitchen, and he's in his room, and all of a sudden I'm like, I recognize that beat. I've heard that. I've played that beat right. before. Walking in sure shit, he's watching one of your videos. How does that you know? How does the whole thing transpire from the phone call to now millions and millions of views online? Right. Well, actually, I. Thinking about it now, I had reached out to like three or four different Minecraft channels that mm-hmm. after I did this Nightcore thing and kind of had a little bit of buzz going with that, right. I uh, I hit up a few of these uh, Minecraft channels just kind of reaching out because I saw how big the views are and saw like just how crazy that world is. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if I can get something in here rolling, like j- again, just for, for number wise, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. So I hit up this dude and he had happened to heard of us uh through like the nightcore thing. So he had a channel with like 500,000 subscribers. So I was like, okay. And he had videos with, you know, 10, 20 million views. So it's like, this looks good. So he basically hits me up and he's like, oh bro, like, by the way, I just sold my channel. So he sold, sells his channel for like a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, I mean, that's good for you, bro. But like, damn it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, no, 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 don't worry. He's like, I'm going to start a new channel. We're going to drop this video. I didn't think shit of it, you know, because right. it's like, well, he's starting a new channel. It's not going to have the same reach. Starting at zero. Yeah. yeah. Basically, by the time he dropped our video, he had barely a thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. The video got maybe a thousand views, you know. Um, and then literally, like, uh, like I was saying earlier, like the next day, all of a sudden it was at 3,000 and then all of a sudden like 20,000. And by the end of the week, it's like 100,000. So I really started watching it. Mm-hmm. And that thing, bro, that thing just like blew up, man. Like straight to trending like the the vmas were the night before and Katy perry had like was like one of the headline acts on the mtv vmas and on youtube's trending like number 27 was Katy perry at the vmas and the number 28 was blacklight district cold as ice minecraft video <laughs> getting like eight hundred thousand views a day Fuck. and it's crazy man because right? it's like they're again looking at it, it's like holy shit like this happened like again even though it's not your traditional sense you know what i'm saying yeah. and i think that's that's kind of like the difference where you know, some people, especially in radio, maybe would look at it and be like, well, yeah, that's cool, but that doesn't really, you know what I mean? I get kind of the separation, yeah. but I also think that what I do is very new age and modern. I think stuff like that should be, I don't know, I think it should be more considered, not because I'm so biased, but I, because I think like, you know, again, if something's a little different or if something's creating like a huge buzz with a younger generation, to me, that would maybe bring in or, you, you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah, would maybe absolutely. help in a way where it's like, okay, like, yeah, we're, we're a rock station, but we're going to add in a little flavor of like this thing that's, you know what I'm saying? So I always looked at it as, as a positive thing. Some people, like, again, we talked about satellite, you know, the dude up there, he'll, 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 uh, he'll, he'll say, well, it's just nerds that watch those videos. So I don't think I'm going to play it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
whatever, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, a nerd's making twenty million dollars yeah, a year. Yeah, fuck exactly, exactly, yeah, man, dude. <laughs> and, and again, you know, like, again, being shot down so many times by so many people, it's just yeah. like, fuck yeah, man. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go out here. I'll make the money no matter what. Bling, bling. Yeah. There's never been more gold. In my, my wife will be upset, but there's never more gold in the house than there is right now. She's like, yeah. Yeah. So get this podcast to take no, off. No, 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 for buy sure. Buy me some fucking shit. Right, right. But no, yeah. like, it, it, you know, in all in all seriousness, and um, it's just like, you know, I, I'm grateful for what we do mm-hmm. um, to be able to reach that many people. Like I said, just the first year, we did over 150 million streams just between the first five videos. And that, of course, spiked us all over Spotify, Apple, so it's like not only are you making revenue from these major YouTube numbers, but now it's coming across all the other platforms like straight up. You know what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I mean, you go from, you know, hoping you can make a couple hundred bucks on tour to like making like well into the six figures from sitting at home, like right. literally just creating music. It, just like you are sitting right here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like in my basement, I have my studio. I do my thing. And it's like, it took a little time, but like, we good, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, again, it's a new era. I feel like I'm a, I would consider myself a big player in like the young generation, kids, teenagers and shit that listen to this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and discover music this way. You know what I'm saying? So it's good, man. I mean, I can't complain about it. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm not going to bitch about whatever I've been shut down at radio or whatever before. It's like, it don't really matter, honestly. And you want to talk about young. I mean, you basically started doing music out the womb, right? Oh, like you, for like, sure. Like you came for out sure. like fucking banging on the drum like real yeah. quick. Like, but no, you were, what, it, you were not even a teenager, right? When, oh, when for sure. Well, Roman and I, who's, yeah. who's still with me, you know, um, he and I, like we start, we did our first show. He was 10, I was 11, yeah. like at local coffee shops, but I was obsessed with Ozzy, <laughs> you know, early age. I got the Ozzy tattoo on the arm. Um, and it just caught me early, like really early. So, um, but again, you know, I grew up loving rock and metal, and you know, Sabbath. You, you know, all the all was the that, usual- was that the early influences? Oh, I mean, for that, sure. that was the driving force. Oh, behind yeah. the drive him. Yeah, like, dude, I, I literally bought every Ozzy album, <laughs> and then I went back and bought every Sabbath album, and all I would in my little you know CD player, the portable CD mm-hmm. player, before I was going to sleep, going to school. You know, while in third grade, while everyone's watching Pokemon and this and that, like I'm over there studying Sabbath. And being like obsessed, you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of how it started, you know, and I, I listened to all those records over and over and over and over. So I like, I take pride in the fact that I kind of feel like that's kind of like an old school thing where it's like, okay, I was kind of cut on that cloth a little bit, yeah. having that kind of influence, but fusing it like with today's, because I mean, you know, our stuff, we got a lot of hip hop beats in there yeah. and whatever pop maybe sounds or whatever. But again, man, I, I just, I like the flavor Mm-hmm. Of making something fresh, you know what I'm saying? I had, uh, and, and I was, we kind of were starting to arrange this thing uh, almost a month ago, I think, uh, to get you down here for the podcast. And, you know, I really, you know, I took some time, and I, you know, I, I my wife hates it because she'll fucking find post-it notes like randomly all over the place. Um, but I was, you know, I was thinking about uh, Blacklight District um, and the sound, and and kind of knowing, you know, your bring up and, and kind of where the music started from. Um, and I wrote this quote down, and maybe it's been quoted before, but, and I think it, it, it rings true to kind of what you were just talking about, is rock and roll is not a sound. Rock and roll is an attitude. Rock and roll is a, a state of being. Oh, for sure. Um, so feel free to quote that. I mean, it's, uh, no, two, no, no. Two, two O's in Cooper, uh, for those of you who are transcribing <laughs> this podcast. But I think um, you, you can see that a lot now, especially um, with artists who are less cookie cutter than I think what right. is, the doors are open to in uh, especially mainstream rock radio where, oh, it's the new XYZ band. 
we're going to add it. And all of a sudden it's, you know, not on the charts to number of two in the matter of a couple of weeks because it's the exact same thing. I right. mean, there's, there's very few bands, I think, um, in, in the history of at least rock and roll that can, that can really just put out the exact same sound. Um, ACDC is one of them. I right. mean, my, my kid, I think he was probably five or six. Um, and now that when he turned seven, I remember the question came up or he, he, he started to be able to, uh, to make the different differentiate between, Bon Scott, ACDC, and Brian Johnson. Right. He's like, wait a minute. It's not, I think this is a Bon Scott one. Yeah. Which I, I, I have hope for him. Still That's awesome. In that genre. That is awesome. But ACDC, you know, it, it kind of transcends that. And I think, right. you know, the Stones, and there's, there's bands in here that that have longevity that can do that, that can just, here we are, and here's yep. exactly what you're going to get. Right. Um, and I think their audiences, you know, the, the older audiences and stuff, that's kind of what they want. Like we yeah. want here, here's our wheelhouse yeah. and let's keep it in here. Absolutely. And, and, and I do understand that too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, but it's a, it's a weird dynamic with, with the younger generation, not even the younger generation. But I think if you kind of got through um, and were accepting of the transition in the, you know, the late eighties, early nineties from kind of the glam rock stuff right. into the grunge era. I think if you kind of cut your teeth on the Nirvana's and, and the, you know, the Seattle sound of the nineties, it seems like if you got through that, you have the weird. You have a, you're in a weird position to have appreciation for the stuff that came before right. it. I think Ozzy Sabbath, yep. uh, Judas Priest, all that stuff, and then you have this the grunge era where you're coralized. But then you, that generation seems a little more open to, um, you know, they made it through, you know, the rap rock early, you know, two yep. thousand stuff, um, and and they and they like it. I mean, Limp Bizkit's making like this weird like triumphant. Comeback. I know who, who saw that coming, right? Um, but I think you have to be able to understand that audience is out there. That's like, Hey, you know what? I, I really like the hardcore stuff and yep. uh, Bunk Slayer. Right, uh, right, right. But you know, I also like, you know, that damn, take my horse to the old town. Oh, road. Damn, I love song. old town road. Bro. Oh my God, man. I, <laughs> Seriously, you know, man. I'd never, I'd never heard the song before, but my kid, um, <laughs> is apparently my, my musical, uh, gateway. Right. Now. Right. Right. And he's on fucking TikTok. Yep. You know, and, of course, if you have children, you know that they don't just play things once. Oh, they for play sure. it over and over. And on TikTok, it just plays over and yep. over. So I just I'm guilty to, of that. I'm too. like, that's that's kind of a, a cool cool thing. And then yeah. I kind of got into reading about it. And did the, you the, hear about the like the whole like country? Charts yeah, country and, like yeah. shut them down. Like yeah. this isn't country. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. It's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny it's you funny. mentioned that because it's like that old town road. I know it's all random, but. It's like <laughs> my life is right. Our lives are fucking <laughs> right, random, dude. Right. No, but it's cool because I saw that. I saw an article where it said like uh, Billboard pulled this song off the country charts for not being country enough. Quote, you know. Right. So I went to check it out just because I was curious, and I was like, okay, it's obviously like a trap beat, hip hop kind of beat. But I mean, they had the like acoustic, and I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road, yeah. and a catchy little thing. I was like, okay, I, I understand like where they're coming from. But I think that right there, like, really set the tone and like yeah. set the the path for that thing. Because then, yeah, they did the remix, put Billy Ray Cyrus on it to really give it that country vibe. And bro, that thing just broke Drake's streaming record on Spotify. Yeah. Did one hundred and forty million insane. in one week, number one on the Hot One Hundred. Most, I mean, it's it's when I saw that thing was coming off the the country charts, and then I saw the explosion happening. To me, it's like again, to me, that's a moment in music right now where it maybe just seemed like some stupid little song here, but it's like. That just goes to show you that these bridges are really like gapping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's like a word or not. Gapping, gapping, but but you know what I mean. Where it's, it's, it's like it's probably some hip trend that we're <laughs> yeah. probably using it really out of context. Yeah. Like, no, hey, they were talking about gapping. Hashtag <laughs> gapping. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's, it's just cool to see because again, yeah. it shows you like you can do anything if the song is good and the song is there. 
the potential is unlimited because kids are out there and they are streaming this shit all day long, bro. And it's finding itself on, and we, you know, we talked about YouTube, but you know, TikTok, I didn't even know was a thing until yeah. my kid jumped on it. Yeah. And, and that's where this song actually started yeah, was just on these little videos on TikTok, getting people to like do, you know, I don't even know how it works, honestly, but it's like, I, I have to like, I do the thing, um, like I, my, 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 my not helicopter parenting is like, Oh, what are you on now? Oh, you're on the TikTok. Like I'll download the shit and I'll, you know, create an account right. and I'll just monitor what he's right, doing. Right, right. And he's like, a, he's got like 500 videos. And I'm like, dude, like what, when you, like, are you making up in the middle of the night? Yeah, just like making right. TikTok videos with your cousins. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, like you get like 10 seconds. It, it's like a lip syncing basically thing. Lip syncing okay, right, to songs right. or you can lip sync to like movie quotes or oh, comedy right, right, right. stuff. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I, I heard that song and I was like, the, and it was on like you kind of scroll through like you would on an Instagram, right? And it's just video after video after video after video. But like, there was twenty in a row where it was just different people yeah. doing the same fucking song. I'm like, my ear isn't necessarily to to radio, but usually if it's a song that's that popular, right? You're gonna hear it somewhere. It's oh, gonna be on a sure. fucking commercial, yep. or they're gonna be. And all of a sudden, the story comes out about country radio, you know, or Billboard knocking yep. it off of the charts, and then. The next story I read was like it's the number one fucking song yep. in the country, and, yep. it, and the Drake thing came up where oh my god, it's just out, it's out streaming Drake, and I'm like, mm -hmm. you can do that? Like I didn't yeah, think that was a right? fucking possible. I know, man. Those words were never spoken before. That's why when I saw like that, it broke Drake's streaming record, and not just by a little, I mean by a lot. Like, yeah, geez, like oh, it's crazy, but but that's another avenue, yeah, of getting you know and. And there's so many other songs in there that, you know, if you scroll through long enough, that artists are finding, and all it, oh, it's like 10, 15 seconds. Right. All you need is that fucking hook. Yeah, exactly. And people are on it, and you have these, I mean, there's people on there with millions and millions of TikTok followers. I'm like, how do you get a millions and millions of followers? This thing has been out for, you know, it's probably been out for a while. I'm old. Right. But, but it's another avenue, and you can just see the power of new media, new yep. ways of getting your song out and look at you know the success stories that are out there absolutely it's ridiculous it's like you and youtube man. absolutely and, and again like for me even seeing something like this like on tiktok made me go download it of course you know because now i want to start you know it's like any yeah, new thing it's what like can we do now yeah right exactly yeah. but uh again like having you know the the young audience i have with the minecraft stuff and the, all the anime stuff we do like you know, when we launch our TikTok, which hopefully we will soon, like, get a page or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know if it's, like, I'm Instagram not, or how I'm that not, works or whatever. But, what you know, you would think that, you know, we got this young audience here to where, you know, they will go follow that. You know, I can I can make a post to follow my Instagram and I'll get some or sell it to you. You know what I'm saying? Whatever yeah. it is, it's, Boom. like, it's just amazing. Like, like we talked about earlier, like, thinking, like, you only have this one way. But just because of the time we're in with all of these platforms and all of these different ways, like... You never know when the next hit's going to come because literally it could just boom, just like that one video, one TikTok video, one Instagram, but it can just go nowadays. And I think that's kind of the exciting thing, um, like with our Minecraft success. So I got like two or three Minecraft videos dropping over the summer, which we're really stoked about because it's been a while. Yeah. People love that shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what you got to do. You got to take it yeah. away, you gotta take yeah, away yeah, for yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah, hey, we'll be back. Yeah. Because well, we did like five. Right. Like, like right away, like in a short amount of time. And they all did well. I think the lowest one has like 18 million views or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Nothing. It's just yeah. nothing. But yeah. it's like, uh, so it was like, look, let's take a little break because I don't want to burn everyone out on these because this is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. again, like, okay, so you remember Cold as Ice, yep. our song. So that one did amazing there. And then, you know, like I said, we started getting some really good airplay on it, started selling a lot. You know, it did go top 40 on like the Billboard mainstream rock chart. So it's like that put that in the books for us. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
and again it's just like the new world thing like i'm talking about new generation it's like bro that thing broke top 40 with like three stations playing it like literally like dude i on with me now we probably spent like 25 30 grand breaking it at radio cold as ice didn't spend more than 2k you know what i'm saying like because we had so much buzz that just a couple of stations kind of put it up there you know what i'm saying so it's like damn we got that in the books i think it's at like 60 million streams right now which is very close to gold status actually and they're again cool to show like in today's world where it's like records and songs and singles like can go gold and platinum just off the streams so i might have a gold plaque hanging up in a month from minecraft streams if that happens i mean i'm grateful you know what i'm saying but again it just shows that it's like anything is possible nowadays bro fucking anything and all those it's exciting yeah it's that's what i'm saying it's a great time to i think be on um and I think to be independent enough to have the not have somebody's thumb over top of you or somebody who and, and there's a lot of people in industry in, in any industry that are still behind the times that are not sure. they're, they're living inside the box because you know what the box has been successful for a very very long period of time and the, yep. the way of doing things yeah there's been some changes obviously artists are on social media and they're throwing stuff out there but there's a lot of um, especially the ones that have been highly successful because it's simple you just you go into the studio it's the 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 album cycle yeah you go into the studio and you record an album and then you release the single then the album comes out then you go on tour right then you take a break and then you go and you just keep on yep. that machine just keeps on feeding itself but i think you know as technology and as we become a closer society just because of the fact that you know kyle's on the road you know all year long and I can still, you know, message him whenever, right. Whenever I want, or, Hey, do you check this out? Or Hey, yep. I'm doing this podcast thing. Um, that the outside of the box thinkers are going, Oh shit. Like, uh, these Spotify numbers, these YouTube numbers, all these streaming numbers, all of a sudden they, you don't need them anymore. Right. And how, Oh, sh-, you know, when people start to go, Oh shit, like, uh, my career, my job, my life, my livelihood, right. You know, that I've been living on the top of the castle here, uh, you know, with my, my gold crown, or the, gold chain. Or gold chain, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fucking rolling. He's just yeah. rolling on. But there, there has to, I imagine there has to be some fear in that because I want to talk about the the state of rock and roll. And um, you, you know my viewpoint of it. Yeah. It doesn't have a sound. It is just, there are there are plenty of what I would consider top 40 pop singers, hip hop artists that are rock and roll. Yeah. Because, and I think you've saw, you've seen, you know, with some of the inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right. in the past two, couple of years, when you have like the Beastie Boys and you have Run DMC exactly. going there, um, I think there's an understanding, a bigger understanding of what rock and roll is. Oh, um, for I think, sure. I think fucking Gaga is rock and roll. Right, right. You know? I, I would say Post Malone is rock and yeah. roll. You know there's what I'm just, saying? It's about an attitude. And, and and when you have the attitude of fuck everybody else, yep. do them a thing, yep. um, that's more rock and roll than some of the artists that are coming out and just cookie cuttering everything yeah. and putting it out. But from your perspective, from the artist's perspective, from somebody who's going out and not only pounding pavement and but finding these new and innovative ways to get their sound out there, from your vantage point, what do you consider the state of rock and roll to be? Well, that's a good question. And I, I know I, I, it, was I, it was deep. <laughs> and I do love talking about it. I have a couple of things on it. So first of all, one of the cool things that I think is happening right now because for a while there, it seemed like, I don't know, I thought maybe like the young generation or kids, like we're not going to be into that because everyone's mm-hmm. grown up on trap beats and this and that. But you'd be surprised how many comments on our Minecraft videos are like, whoa, like I never even listened to rock before you guys or I didn't know rock was this cool. Like right. where it's like, yeah. damn, like, and you know, even if it's a few hundred people, I feel good in the sense that, hey, maybe I brought in 
five people that would have never listened to rock music before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that's me doing my part in that sense, you know, with our heavier stuff. Um, on the other side of that, like, you know, I don't know if it's more in a negative light, but I do feel like there's like a ceiling on like the, the radio rock bands. Like, you know, you know, like, uh, if, if someone new comes out, it's like, it's just not like they're breaking like they used to like, Okay, like Five Finger Death Punch, everyone considers them like one of the top newer acts, you know, but they've been out, what, 10 plus years now, right? right? Um, It's just like, I don't know. I just don't see a lot of acts that come out that just break in and it's like, oh, we're playing. Like, I don't think anyone's playing arenas like that's new. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so that that kind of part of it sucks for me because you know how it is. Like, you know, I grew up wanting to be like, dude, the rock star dream. Like, I want to play arenas, have platinum records. Like, I don't think none of those guys are getting gold or platinum plaques. You know what I'm saying? Um, they are. They're having them printed in the shop. They're just like, yeah, yeah why don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'll right. I have another one of those. Yep. Print them but off. In, in some ways, man, like you know, you know how it is. Like just like anything else, I mean, bands will come out and they want to have that sound that fits radio. And to me, man, after so long, you know, like you were saying earlier, and you, know, you had the the '80s into the grunge, and then you had the grunge and boy bands and pop sensations into you know the Lincoln Parks and whatever. Um, and it feels like you know, with all the internet stuff, like it feels like there really hasn't been a huge change in the sound yeah i mean there has been but you know what i'm saying where it's like i don't know like it's kind of confusing to me um like do i think rock and roll is one of the least popular genres of music right now i would say yes um which sucks but what can you do um but there again we talked about it like rock and roll being an attitude or a lifestyle or whatever so when i see younger dudes like post malone out there who's a rock head and rock metal head at heart Mm. going out there saying fuck you to everyone who's doubting and going out there and selling 10 million downloads every song and getting, you know, whatever, hundreds of millions of streams and playing to 20,000 people. To me, that is rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's not the same sound. Um, And I guess that's where I kind of take the Blacklight District thing because it's like some of our new music is like definitely not rock. I mean... You know what I'm saying? Like I, in the sense of you're going to have roots in rock just for because, sure. because that's that's where it comes from. I think even even when you're lyrically writing something or you have a, an approach to something right. or you have to go through, you know, struggles in life or you have to go through things, that's that's what rock and roll is. It's, right. it's and and I think it's it's okay for rock and roll whatever however it sounds in your ear uh, to not be the most popular because right. it's that's what it is. I mean, For sure. we're supposed to be like, you know. It's not supposed the, to be the most the, mainstream music. You know what I'm saying? Open like, up that closet there. You know what it is? Fucking black t-shirts, man. Yeah, it's, it's all, it's black t-shirts, black with me, jeans, bro. blacks. I mean, I have yellow on my socks. It's a fucking, yep. my wife's going to be over the moon. Like, oh my gosh, you have some color in right, your life. Right, right. But it's it's supposed to be something that's not mainstream. I mean, right. and it is mainstream enough to where, you know, you're going to hear it during a Monday night football game. Right. But that's because of the attitude of it. Exactly. Um, but ne- I don't think anybody uh, in rock and roll, and this is this has gone on for probably generations, but we have a tendency to have the loud voices tell us what is yeah. and what is not right. rock and roll. Like, right, exactly. You know, there's exactly. there's the Nickelback debate. There is right. the, you know, is uh, the Lincoln Park debate even, I think, you know, after a while when they went from, you know, hybrid theory and things right. kind of changed. Well, that good. last time was like a total pop record. Yeah, it like was a, a total top 40, pop. you know. Bring Me the Horizon has done the same yeah, thing. Exactly. They were, you know, uh, I saw a meme the other day where it was like some fucking werewolf uh, next to a, it was like, Bring Me the Horizon in the beginning. And then it was like, next to a fucking little puppy girl. Retriever, yeah. like bring me the horizon now. Yeah, but I think it, it's it's 
you, in rock and roll should be the the genre where you can experiment with things and you can try new things and you can right. sound different because it's it's supposed to be like open mindedness and you know oh I'm accepting of that you know I I because it's about the feeling it's about right. how does this song make me feel and if it you know right is, and and, I, and you know it's cool that you're saying that because that's kind of similar to how like like I mentioned earlier when when I, when I kind of like first started getting into the radio thing and like really getting into the business I always thought that well hey. I'm going to go out, I'm going to make a different kind of sound. And all the radio guys are going to be like, oh, that's like awesome. That's new. That's fresh sounding. Like we're going to play the shit out of this. And you come to find out it's not like that. No, but that's the God mindset. No. You know, it's yeah. not like it's not like I was like, hey, I want to I want to create music that people are going to bitch about or say, well, this doesn't <laughs> fit on here. Right. You know, it's like I'm not doing it to make it harder for myself, but <laughs> I wanted to be real. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. And yeah, I could have just stuck with the standard shit and did rock songs and stuff. But I don't know, man. Like, again, like, I just feel I'm so much happier going the route I did, even though I got shut down and it took a little bit of time because now, again, you know, like, I mean, look, we making money, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what what else can I say about it? I mean, and, and it's not just that. Like, believe me, money is not anything I passionately care about the music. Mm-hmm. You know, I obviously have fans that are passionate about my music and I get I get it every day, whether it's a DM on Instagram or Twitter saying, your music inspires me so much. Like you guys inspire me. This got me through my depression, blah, 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 whatever it is. And it's like, wow, that's where you can really see like this whole new generation thing coming into play. Cause it's like without the support of whatever, it's like, we have our base right here. And it's like, no matter what we do, we can put out this music. If it's got heavy rock guitars or a rap beat or auto tune on the vocals or screaming metal, like if it's a good song, the fans love it. You know what I'm saying? And, And I think that's, one of the things that's missing out there, at least maybe in, in rock radio. Again, I, I'm not so into the radio side of things to where, you know, I could be wrong. Hey, on hey this. me either. I'm not really. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm taking my fucking curtain call here. I'm, I'm good. Right, right. But it's like, man, like, again, I look at it like this. It's like, look, if we can go out here and I can have a career and I can like literally live my dream, basically, I don't have to have another job. Like, I can do this. I can make my music sit in my studio again I we hardly tour like this is the first tour I've done in a year just because you know we got the offer to go out and it's like of course we'll go out you know because right. then we do get to hit these markets and maybe say hi to to a station or two which I haven't seen one radio station on this tour by the way You're the, yeah right but uh you know it's like uh man we're out here it's it's a new wave it's right. a new era mm-hmm. it's like anything can be done it's like if you're putting the passion in if you got the drive Going back to what I said a minute ago, if the song is good, regardless of what's in it, man, you have a shot. That's what it is. I mean, I am like total proof of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, it can be done for sure. Uh, being out on tour with uh, with Rick DeJesus and the guys from Adelaide This Way, um, I know even um, we've been conversating back and forth a little bit. Um, talk about your relationship with him because I, you know, I I look at Rick and Rick and I go back, you know, almost as long as you and I do. Right. Um, we've touched base on many occasions, but... Um, definitely a guy who has kind of gone that same, this has the same kind of mental, you know, drive about right. what he's doing. You know, I think both of you guys are going to conquer the world. And I think you both have that mentality. Right. And I think the greatest thing about, you know, the tandem of you guys together is that sense of independence, is a sense of we don't fucking need right. 
this thing, this thing, or this thing, because we're going to go and do, we're going to go and be, we're going to go and exist, right? Whatever avenue that happens to be, whether it's on social media, whether it's touring. Um, what's your relationship like with uh, with the guys in AW? Well, it's cool. Um, we have this. So I just signed with TKO, who's the like booking agency and yep. stuff like that, and um, we have the same agent. So um, I was talking to him one day, and he's like, you know what, you and Adelita's would be great together. He's like, you're both independent, like you guys should meet. He's like, you know, Rick is killing it on the touring side of things, which they are. And, you know, I'm killing it on the online kind of side of things. So it was like, why don't we, like, pair this up and see, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, help each other kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously all about it, you know. So we announced this tour. Then I kind of had some shit happen, man. Some things. Yeah. So, like, I had to pull out of the first half. But the Mm -hmm. the coolest thing was, because I hadn't met Rick before, you know what I'm saying? Um but I grew, I mean, before I was even on the road or in the business, like I heard Adelita's way growing up on my local station. And I right. knew it's still cool to see him every night because it's like I know almost all these songs yep. over the years, you know, like you forget about. But uh, yeah, man. But what was cool is that, like, you know, Rick, you know, he called in and checked in on me and shit, you know, after I, I had to pull out of the show. And we kind of started talking like that, like getting ready for me to come out on the second half of the tour. And um, just real supportive, man. And then, you know, we get to talk and it's like, wow, like he's completely independent like I am, you yeah. know. Um, and that's the cool thing. You know, I've, I've scored him like a, a couple of playlist ads on Spotify and, and we're going to do some YouTube stuff together. Um, and, you know, he's taking me on the road. So it's kind of a cool thing, man. I think, you know, we've talked about doing more in the future and like continuing to like stay in touch and work together on yeah. that side of things. So I think on the independent side, it's cool when it's like, you know, I feel like I'm getting respect from the dude, you know, in, in a sense of like, OK, like he sees the shit I'm doing and I obviously see the shit he's doing every night. So it's like if, if he has a stronger sense of something and then I have a stronger sense of something in, in separate places, it's like, why not get together? Right. And utilize the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But uh, aside from that, I mean, he's been great. The whole band's been great. Uh, Tavis from Art of Dying's in there playing guitar, yeah. which is cool. And he was on my first tour ever. So it's cool to see him. Um, and it's just a good dynamic, like I said. And again, it shows like we're out here, you know, doing like 90% capacity in all these clubs and we're all independent. You know what I'm saying? We're not ran by anybody. You know, we're not paid for by anybody. We're out here killing the game, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's such, it's a cool dynamic to see. And I think when I saw the, the tour poster go up on, on social media, I was like, that's epic yeah. because i know both of you guys in both of the the independent thing just really strikes a chord with me because i think that having a full working knowledge of everything that yep. you are doing in your i mean i realized it more in the last three months than ever before in my life but you need to have you know not only creative control over what you're doing right. and what you you're saying and how you're presented right but for you guys especially your music is your i mean that's that's the golden ticket oh that's for what, sure not only for your livelihood but also you know for your legacy but this is what you pour your heart and soul and every you know ounce of your Absolutely. being into, and when somebody else has you know creative control of right. that or or gets to say where it goes and right. how it goes, um, that would I imagine has in the past given you some fits. Oh, for sure, and and caused some angst, and, and I know it has for Rick, and that's you know that's why he's so hundred percent loud and proud about being yeah. uh, being in control of his own stuff. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like you know nowadays it's like yeah we're independent in the sense like. You know, but there's a whole team. I mean, in, in some days, I feel like I'm running an organization here, you know? Because yeah. aside from, you know, going on the road, I have a few crew crew members and things like that. You know, the be- behind the scenes, you know, there's agents, publicists, things like that. So, you know, you're independent in the sense that, like, I'm basically running this organization. But right. I do have a lot of help, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, in certain not, areas. It's not a one-man show. Right, right. Yeah. right. Um, 
but that that's the good thing though because it's like then it's like we can do there are no rules anymore is the thing where it's like oh you have to do this and you got to do that like we talked about the album cycle earlier yeah like if you want to do a song go in the fucking yeah, studio do a song it's and like, let it out bro like like i could go into my studio today and write and record a track in two hours and drop it an hour later or you know what i'm saying like yeah. if i want to you know or shooting a video could take two hours and it's like we could have this up by dinner tonight you know what i'm saying like it's just the fun aspect because it's like there's an audience there at all times like i do live streams on my youtube channel yep. sometimes i'm about to hit a hundred thousand subscribers get that uh silver play button plaque from youtube so yeah make sure you go and subscribe yeah for sure Assholes. for sure <laughs> um so again like when i do get that silver play button to me, that feels like the modern day gold record where it's like, yeah. look, on YouTube, I hit a milestone. They gave me this plaque. Um, I can go on do my live streams, just me talking, fucking around, and I'll have 500 people on there in 20 minutes throwing money. I don't even ask for donations, but you know, my fans are gracious enough to do that. I can be on there, make a few hundred bucks, just chatting for a few minutes. Just what's up? What you know? You know how yeah, it is. Telling telling life story. I mean, I yeah. think that's what you know. The cool thing about you know where this technology has brought you know musicians is how close it's brought them yeah. to their fan base. I yep. mean, I always remember going to concerts as a kid growing up, and I mean, the barrier in front of the stage that literally was the barrier. You know, and it felt like, and even until even when I got into the industry, um, the music industry at least, um, that barrier is still there. Obviously, there's some more access points right. to get through, but you know. The artists that I think I've grown most close to um, on a personal level are the ones that are tangible, that are right. like, not only like real, legit, like human being people who, you know, understand, you know, life and it's right. not just, hey, cool, man, thanks for playing our song, and, and then they're out, but that are like, they're accessible. And I think you notice that from a fan's perspective, too, because now you have these avenues to, oh my God, like I'm watching my favorite artist, like, and he's like right there live and I can fucking send him a message yeah. and he'll be like, oh, hey dude. You, yeah, well, you'd be surprised up. how many times I'll be on my stream. Cause I'll like, whoever's, you know, writing messages and mm -hmm. be scrolling through the chat. I'll say this person's name and what's up this person. And they'll be like, oh, I can't believe he just said my name. Like, oh my this God. is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But think about it. Like if you and I could have like had this type of, like if I could have been on a stream and Ozzy was on there and said my name, I would have <laughs> like, been like, holy fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? God, you dumb fucker. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what I mean? It's just yeah. cool. Like, and I think the fans love that and they notice that. That's why in a sense, you know, you, I feel like, you know, you got to always be posting on Instagram. You always right. got to be doing something, even if it's not music related. Like people just want to see you. I'll post a picture with me and my, my boy or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're so inspirational. You're this. And it's like, you know, I love seeing it. It's amazing because again, I know I've said it three, four times, but it always goes back to showing that we are in a new world now. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? 100%. And again, like I said too, if you and I had that kind of access, I mean, it was a different time, but it, it would have been awesome, probably. Yeah. You know what I'm we saying? We probably would have been dead. Yeah, oh, but, I mean, for just, sure. I know. For <laughs> sure. Just, just saying. Yeah. But there's, and there's something about, I think, um, you talk about doing live streams and stuff, whether it's on YouTube, but when somebody gets a notification, and it, you know, I think from an artist's perspective, people are doing their lives, whatever that happens to be, right. their job, their parenting, their going to school, whatever. And all of a sudden, they get the message. They get their phone dings, yep. and it's like Kyle Pfeiffer's live, yep. or Black Lake District's live, and right. whatever the fuck it is that they were doing in their life just took a back exactly. seat to the fact that they want to be a part of whatever it is that you have to say. Right. And it's not you're not, and maybe you know you can use it as that, but you can be making a tour. I have people say I'm in be, school right now watching you. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. I'm fucking studying. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, it's not like you're going, hey, make sure you tune in at four o'clock because I'm right. making a huge announcement. It's like, hey, what's up? Yep. I'm just fucking kicking it or, you know, literally walking down the street. Yeah. Or, I can pull so it up right now and it's like, we, yeah. could, we could have it sitting here. 
And it's like people are just they're there, bro. Like at all times, you know. It's awesome. I never go on. It's not like oh, there's no, there's no one on here. <laughs> You're just looking at it, like, come on. Like, dude, ten seconds, and all of a sudden, my feed, bro, like no joke, man, is yes. just full like comments where it's like it's almost crazy, man. Yeah. Again, that's Definitely one of those times that. where I look and it's like I am like grateful and blessed, for lack of a better term, to have this type of a platform where these fans and kids they do show up and they do support, you know, whether it's a live stream or dropping a new song or a mm-hmm. video, whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it, it's amazing, man. It's, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's a great time to be alive. Yeah. And I, you know, I, uh, there was something that we brought up, uh, before we started recording. Um, you know, I want to, I want to talk about it cause I think, and I think you do too. Um, you know, we, we talked about the Adelaide's way tour and having to, um, to not jump on that first wing of it, you know, being an artist, you know, independent or not, there's obviously there's, there's pressures and there's all, there's also a lifestyle. Right. And I, I wasn't even a musician and I really like thought I was yep. like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> well, yeah, there's a show on Wednesday. Clearly I got to go out and get fucked up. I mean, it's not like, right. Right. It's, it's part of my job, honey. Um, yeah. Really for sure. Um, but obviously, you know, when you're on the road and, and you've been doing this for, for a minute, um, you know, a lifestyle can kind of catch up with you. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I'll let you kind of tell it because I want you to put it in your own in your own context. But there was there was a reason that you couldn't yeah. quite jump on the AW tour right away. Yeah, and, and this was something like I never, de- you know, I I didn't think if I was going to ever talk about this because you know it is a it is a, st- oh, I'll get to this okay. No, but it's I, all good, and, man. And, 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 so so basically, of course, you know, going on the road like over the last five years, you know, there's a lot of drinking. Like you know, Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. again, like especially for young guys like us at the time, 22 years old, I was just shit. you know freshly 21. It's like damn, we're on two or three booze every night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, they they throw that shit. Oh, at you. dude, for real. So yeah, I mean, look, we were enjoying that. I mean, we were having fun. I mean, again, we were younger kids, and it's like wow, we feel like we're rock stars, even though you're not, you know. But it's like, well, hey, we're here, we're on the road, we're doing this. So. You know, eventually over time, a couple of years ago, like I woke up one day and just had the worst like abdominal pain. Like I thought I had an ulcer or something like that. I was just sitting like laying in my bed all day. And finally, like by five o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, this is not right because it kept getting worse. So go down to the hospital. They're checking, they're checking, they're checking. They're like, we don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So they take some blood, do some tests, come back. And they're like, oh, uh, well, we have some bad. bad, The the bad news is you can never drink again. And we need to we're going to find out if we're going to take you into surgery right now or not. So I was like, shit, like what the hell is going on? Even in my pain, though, I'm thinking, wait a minute, no more drinking. What are you talking about? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I get in there like, well, you have pancreatitis. Basically, your pancreas like... uh, what do they call it? Like in flames, like becomes bigger and it like burns some of these enzymes or something. I don't know the full details of it, but it's very painful. <clears throat> so anyways, yeah, go in the hospital. You know, of course you're hooked up to IV like Dilaudid, which is like a lot stronger than morphine just because the pain is so bad and I legitimately right. needed it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, and then of course after, you know, you're prescribed things. Um, so I quit drinking for about a month. And, you know, I'm like, well, in my head, of course, it's like, well, this is this could have been a one time thing. Like, maybe I, this wasn't right. I probably healed. Yeah, yeah I'm, probably, I'm probably fine now. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, of, I get you, man. Of course, you know, I, I start back up again about a month later, bring my who was my girlfriend at the time out to um, my house to meet my family for Christmas and shit like that. And, you know, I have a good time drinking. I'm about to take her back to Iowa. The day we're about to leave, I wake up. This is two months after I get out of the hospital. I feel it again. And I'm like, oh, shit, like. All right, let's try and get through this. I wanted to do this drive, but again, halfway through the drive, we had to. I had to go into the hospital. Fuck, dude. Cost her days. So again, there I am, a week in the hospital. You know, hooked up to IV, prescribed a prescription to leave. You know, after a week, blah blah blah. Let's fast forward a year later. 
So I quit drinking again for a bit. This time I said, okay, I'm going to drink some beer. No shots, though. We're going to stick with the beer. That's going to make <laughs> gonna this all fun. good. I'll be fine then. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give um, me that 8.3% IPA. And that's it, that's exactly oh, yeah. what it was, too. <laughs> I, I would do it. And believe me, like, I get ghetto, bro. I was even out there getting steel reserves. Oh, the man. Big, yeah, two bucks. Cla- like, fucking yeah. classy shit, yeah. man. Um, Looks like platinum. Yep. So finally, like, you know, I mean, I, I hit it. I mean, I wasn't hitting it every night, but right. I mean, th- three, four, five nights a mm-hmm. week for sure still. So August 2017, like, uh, I go in the hospital again, like, with the worst pain I've had yet. And I went in there the day before, and they're like, well, we don't see anything wrong with you. So they gave me a prescription of, like, hydrocodone, like 20 of them. Um, And I was like, all right. And then I woke up the next day with the worst pain, so I went back to the ER. And they're like, oh, shit, like, we see it now. So, like, we had to admit me and all this stuff. So, anyways, um, I'm on the Dilaudid. I don't know if you're familiar with Dilaudid, Mm -hmm. but... So on the on the last day they sent me home and I get another prescription to like something way stronger than what I are but see they didn't remember that I already had another prescription so I basically have two prescriptions now yeah. and it's like look you can't drink no more go home with these 30 day supply of painkillers sit in your house and heal up so yeah that's what I did right I go in there you know I'm sitting there after like a week and I'm starting to feel a little better I'm still you know popping my my shit you know what I'm saying and yeah. it's like all of a sudden, I'm like finding myself being like, wow, like I feel like really good. Like, and it's weird being in the hospital. It's like, how can I have the worst pain in the world, but yet, like, I feel the best I've ever felt? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, I mean, man, that's that shit just slowly turned into I ran out and it's like, well, I think I got a buddy I know that might have a prescription of this. And it's like, well, the doctor prescribed this to me. So if I can get that, it doesn't feel as bad like I'm going to buy some heroin or something. Right. It's yeah, like I'm it's, buying it's some different. prescriptions that yeah. I was prescribed to legitimately, even though I'm not right now. So it doesn't feel like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even though I knew it wasn't wasn't right, of course. But as time goes on, like, I started, uh, I started like, buying this shit that turned out to be, like, synthetic fentanyl. And um, I'm sure, you know, people hear all about this shit. Yeah. Fentanyl is going to be the number one cause of death in America this year. There's a whole epidemic with all this. Um, so yeah, man, basically like, you know, the last few months I got hooked, bro. Like legit, like where I was, I was, I was hitting like eight to 10 of them a day, like wake up first thing in the morning. I had to like, otherwise, and then that's what happened, man. Basically it was like this tour was coming up. I'm spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh my God. Like, I don't even want to get into how much, you know what I'm saying? Seeing seeing the dollar signs roll through your I had a fat bank account before. But then, like, after it was, like, not that big. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, uh, yeah, man, it turned into a hardcore addiction, bro. Like, and and I never thought that would happen to me. So, like, one of the reasons why I was, like, been skeptical about talking about this is because, like, I mean, my whole family, nobody knew about this. Like, I kept this quiet. Um, But it's, like, now when I look at my life, like, on my resume sheet, now I have the drug addict thing on there. And I never Mm -hmm. thought I'd have that. But the thing was is that, you know, my mom died when I was nine from a heroin overdose. Right. So then right when I was getting out of the hospital that last time, my father had just killed himself. So like right as I'm getting out of the hospital, I got these prescriptions. All this shit happens. Like it was it just like timed out perfectly, probably right. for mm-hmm. for all this kind of to to just kind of go downhill. You yeah, because you're going through those not only the, the physical pains right. of what you were dealing with, yep. and all of a sudden you throw emotion into exactly. it. Exactly. And if you have something and not you know, not advocating for, but if you have this thing that, like you mentioned, doctor prescribed, exactly. take these, this, this will yep. help you heal. Yep. Now all of a sudden this is like, wow, this 
this kind of killed two birds with one exactly. stone at this point because, because it was the timing like yeah. literally mm-hmm. as i have this prescription i'm getting like the suicide note in the mail and this and that fuck dude and dude, it's hardcore shit man you know you know maybe the next time i come out we'll go deeper into that but um yeah man it's hardcore shit bro i mean what can i say and again like from my mom's death like early on in life like that's always a thing in your head i mean it, i mean look it traumatizes you when you're at a young age and mm-hmm. shit like that you know so um so it really it was the perfect storm for something bad and um you know as we know like i just said fentanyl is going to be the biggest overdose kill uh out of more than car act i mean it's crazy it bro. but i think it but it becomes that um that avenue because it it does doctor prescribed and whether yep. you know we we could have a whole fucking podcast about big oh, farm sure. and how we're pushing this you know whatever that yep. um whatever the machine is pumping right. out uh, from the top for the dollar signs but you know it, when it's becomes easy right to get a hold of yeah and you don't feel like you're doing something bad right because you, you know, don't feel like you're doing you're street like, drugs it's, it's like fun. well this is yeah i don't have a prescription but these are from the pharmacy yeah, like it's, it's not like safe you know, somebody's making it in their bathtub you right. know it's gonna be you know it's gonna be fine so i think you um when that avenue opens up and, and people, I think from all walks of life, I mean, that's, yeah. that's why I think it well, gets, that's why right now there's millionaire CEOs getting ridiculous. hooked on this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, it man. doesn't have a demographic nope. it's going after nope. or a social status. Whereas people used to think it's the, the guys on the corner or this and that where it's like now, bro, no, it's, yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised, you know what I'm saying? And again, like, it was a hard thing, man, because the the withdrawal, something like that. Yeah, what was the oh my what was God. the the light bulb or what what snapped you into fuck? I gotta like get my shit and get it cleaned up. Well, um, I got caught basically by my yeah. wife and my, um, and then I told her I stopped, and then uh, I really didn't, man, yeah. because I had more. And then finally I ran out, and I just couldn't keep it cool. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the the sickness. Um, dude, the first 10 days I couldn't sleep, shake. Oh, it was, Fuck. believe me, more than the pancreatitis. I would have taken the pancreatitis over this any day. And uh, as of right now, you know, I think I'm like, what is it? I'm right about 34 days, 35 days clean right now. That's awesome. And I still feel the withdrawal effects a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, not fully, right. but but it's like I'm not 100%. And it's just crazy to show that a month plus later, I'm still feeling that shit, bro, yeah. where it's like I feel weak. Sometimes I have bad moods, but it gets better, man. And you know what? The, the thing is, is that I think everyone loves a good comeback story. Like this was just a thing in life that I had to go through. Right. And um, you know what? I, I'm out here. I'm ready to make music because making music and playing music is what I do best. So I'm just ready to conquer that and look for that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome, man. Well, first and foremost, thank you for you know telling that story. I think it's... First time I've ever, I've like told that yeah, in well, public too. So I, that's I cool, mean, man. I appreciate it because I think that there is, um, a lot of times outside of watching things on the news, right? it doesn't feel real. Like for it, sure. You know, it feels like it's oh, like, for oh, it's sure. a thing. But right. what I think the, what this I think brings to light um, for a lot of people, whether it's listeners of this podcast or whatever, is that it's, it's not beholden to one right section of society it's, sure. it's not the scary people that live downtown exactly it could it could be the neighbors it could yep. be somebody who's you know who's doing who's doing just exactly. fine for themselves who's, who's blinging up right. in the basement down here right. you right. know because it doesn't you know when you talk about a substance that it doesn't have feelings it doesn't give a shit about it it's right. not you know it's just there and then your body goes oh yep. well this is you become physically right. dependent on it where your body thinks that that's supposed to be in there you know and of course you're just feeling so good and then when you're just taken away shit shit heads yeah, south uh, that's the only way bad. i can but, but again man i would never want to go through that again you know obviously both my parents were addicts and both mm-hmm. 
died basically from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I got the genes and shit, but you know what? I got a real strong support system. My whole crew on the road is sober right now. No, awesome, no drinking. No, no. Like we're all supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. And again, man, when, when, after I quit drinking the first time is how I exploded all the YouTube stuff, you know, because I was clear headed, yeah, you know, so focused. what I'm excited about now is being sober and going into the rest of this year and next year, just getting ready to kill the shit, man. That's and awesome. That's, that's man. literally like, that's what it is. Well, I'm fu- I want to say like two things. Like I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're here. I pre- like, dude, I appreciate that, man. Fold, man. For real. It means a lot. Uh, we are, uh, we're going to have you back. Let's for you know, sure. next time you're up in the Let's area. Do it. Or fucking, I'll come and see you. Yeah. Next time. We'll anytime. Come up to the Black Hills. And if not, we'll be through here again, bro. I- I'd love to, maybe I can, who knows, maybe we'll be doing this 10 years from now, bro. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we huh? will be. And top of my empire to yeah, sit yeah. back. Uh, uh, if people aren't following you, uh, following Blacklight District or you personally, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, hit us on Instagram at Blacklight District, L-I-T-E, uh, Blacklight District all across any social platform. Hit us on Spotify, subscribe to that YouTube channel, and you know that good shit's coming to you soon. Fuck yeah. Kyle Pfeiffer, Blacklight District. Thank you so much, brother. Later, bro. I appreciate you.